Thanks for tuning in to Strap on Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. I'm a successful entrepreneur, award-winning filmmaker, and a guest lecturer at top universities along with Udemy for my course, Startup Essentials. In today's episode of Startup Journey, I have special guest Sarah St. John, the frugalpreneur. Thanks for joining my podcast today. Well, thanks so much for inviting me. No problem. So the first thing I always ask people when they come on my podcast is to tell me how you first came up with your business idea. Okay, well, um, the brief overview is that I started my entrepreneurial journey a decade ago, and I started in photography, and but the amount of the expense that involved upkeep and maintenance uh, at a certain point I was like, this isn't sustainable for me. So I wanted to switch over to online business and I tried everything like drop shipping, affiliate marketing, blogging, everything. And it was kind of in the process of doing that, that I discovered all these tools and resources that were cheap or free uh, to use to manage an online business. And so then I got the idea of the book frugalpreneur uh, and then while I was writing the book, I was like, I should launch a podcast with that to kind of coincide and help market it. But it was just going to be like a short 10 episode type of thing. Uh, but then I was getting more leverage and traction from, from the podcast than the book. So now I'm focusing primarily on the podcast and uh, I've written three books now, the latest called Podcastpreneur. Um, and starting a podcast production agency and all that. So I'm, I'm kind of going all in on podcasting now. Awesome. It's a really good medium. I mean, it, it was big, you know, for the past 15 years, but I guess over the course of the pandemic and a lot of other, you know, Hollywood's kind of not doing so well with the movie industry and, you know, video is very difficult to, to do, but audio, all you need is a microphone, a sound studio, and you can pretty much do everything without having to spend millions of dollars of a budget, you know? So yeah, it's a, exactly. It's definitely the right time for, for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So when was the first moment that you discovered that you had, a, you had an entrepreneurial, you know, either um, spark or that you realized, oh, I can actually make a business out of what I'm doing? Well, I think I've been an entrepreneur my whole life and didn't realize it because when I was a little kid, I was getting, gathering up like free candy and pencils and whatnot and selling them to my friends. And so I think I've always had an entrepreneurial, I don't know if it's a gene or in your DNA or whatever, but it wasn't until I had, it was 2008, I believe I had had six different jobs that year and not at the same time, but over the course of the year and uh, just realized I wanted to start working for myself. So um, yeah, I guess that 2008 kind of having all those jobs that year is what really made me decide to go in on that's, that. That's funny because um, you mentioned when you were a kid selling candy and pencils and things like that. So there's a story. Um, it's a short story, but when I was 12 years old, I was in middle school and I never told this story to anybody before except for like friends and family. But um, long story short, I used to travel to Europe a lot with my family. And when I was in Europe, I saw these um, colorful bracelets that they sold at all the stores and everybody was wearing them all the time. So they were 25 cents a piece. I bought like a hundred of them. I brought them back. And then in school, I would wear like a whole wrist full of all the different colors. And then people would buy them off me for a dollar. <laughs> so like, that's when I realized I could be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so it was, kind of, it was kind of similar. It's kind of similar. Um, so now everybody says that 
we're so lucky, right? You're so lucky. You're so lucky. And I'm like, because we, we work for ourselves, but there are challenges along the way. And what were some of the challenges that you faced when you started to, you know, veer towards full-time? I know that you work part-time as an entrepreneur and, and you have a job as well, but when you started kind of going towards the whole, I'm going to be doing this part-time, what challenges did you find along the way? Uh, well, one is definitely finding the time. Uh, at some point, I, I hope to be an entrepreneur full-time, but yeah, currently it's evenings and weekends pretty much. Um, so just finding the balance with with a full-time job and then uh, my entrepreneurial things and then family and friends and just all of that. I think definitely finding the time is a big factor. And then, you know, maintaining it under a budget. Uh, I try to keep everything under a hundred a month for all my business expenses. So, um, and I would say another obstacle has been shiny object syndrome and I think all entrepreneurs probably have this at some point where you might be working on one thing, but then you get an idea for something else and then you want to try that too. And that's probably why I tried so many different things, but I think now I'm starting to focus on primarily podcasting. So, you know, it's funny, I'm torn on this subject because I actually have a podcast episode where I talk about why entrepreneurs should come up with new ideas every couple months. And you know, I'm always going to be torn on this because I do it, right? I'm working on multiple projects at once. Here's the thing. There's a line where you can create as much as possible of one idea and, and still not do the entire thing, but just prepare for it. Like maybe an outline, maybe the preliminary research and kind of just kind of grease the wheels so that when you do finish your project that you're working on, it's kind of sitting there waiting for you to take to the next level. Also, it helps you kind of keep your brain moving and also it keeps your skills tight because if you have to do like Photoshop or WordPress or video editing or any kind of, you know, skills that you kind of lose those shortcuts and like the fast response time that you're doing when you're, you know, building things, doing those things on a regular basis keeps you fresh. So that's why I tell people just keep, you know, keep coming up with ideas and uh, don't ever put them on the back burner because then you'll never get to it. You'll say, I'll do it later. And you'll, you just never will. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of torn on it. Now, if there was one mistake <laughs> that you could have avoided when you first started as an entrepreneur, what would it be? And how would you have avoided it? Well, actually kind of going back to what we talked about, I would say, cause I had launched at one time, I think I counted I've done like 30 different things. And so I think the mistake, and now I get what you're saying. And I think that that makes sense, but I was just going down so many rabbit holes and trying so many different things that uh, I think that was a mistake because of all the time and, and some money, but primarily time wasted. Um, but at the same time, maybe I had to try these different things to figure out ultimately get to podcasting, I guess, but yeah, I feel like I wasted some time. Yeah. So you would have went back and said, hey, focus on, and I always say two or three things per year is fine. But if you're doing five, 10, 20, then yeah, that's ridiculous. But, <laughs> you know, if you're doing one large project, that'll take you about a year to do. And then in, in, in the middle, you're doing two smaller things that you might be able to do a little bit each week, once, once a week or something like that. That's kind of what I'm talking about. So like if, if you're making a movie, like I'm, making, I'm working on a documentary right now, you're making a movie, right? 
in between making the movie, you're working on a website on like nights and weekends, and then you're doing a podcast episode once a week, you know? So it's like, that's what I'm talking about. Juggling a couple of things is okay, but doing large projects, no. Right. <laughs> no large projects. You do <laughs> one, one large project per year and two small ones per year is okay. That's, at least that's my kind of rule of thumb because I've been through what you've been through and that's what I realized. Mm, so. That's a good point. Now, if you could go back in time and find yourself when you were 18 years old and give yourself one valuable piece of information or advice, what would it be? I would tell myself to, so I went to college with a, for journalism. I would tell myself to maybe not waste time with that and, and to get started with entrepreneurship right out of high school. Uh, maybe that's not good advice or people, some people probably wouldn't think that's good advice, but um, I don't know. I feel like college in general, there's certain things you definitely need college for. Like if you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, but there's a lot of things that really even a trade school or an internship or just, you know, courses, just training yourself something. I don't know, especially for entrepreneurship. I don't think, that you need a degree really for that. So, right. I mean, we have our courses and our books and all of the things out there to help people to even this podcast. I mean, that's the thing. I feel the same way. I went to college for computer engineering. And although I do use my degree in my business, I feel like those four years could have been better spent building websites and selling them to companies or, you know, building the next Facebook or whatever back then and I didn't do that because I was so focused on learning and getting jobs, you know. So I, I agree with you. I think that if I could go back in time, I would also tell myself to not go to college and just <laughs> focus on the projects instead, you know. Um, now, being an entrepreneur is difficult. You know, people think that we have our, the best life in the world, that we have it made. But it's really, really hard. And some days you just want to throw in the towel. Has that ever happened to you? And if it has, what got you through it? You know, it's interesting. There are times where I get frustrated and like, when is this going to work or when am I going to hit it or, you know, but I don't know that I've ever really had a time where I've, I've thrown in the towel on certain businesses, but as far as entrepreneurship as a whole, I've never really felt that. Um, I, I just feel led to kind of keep going and motivated to try the next thing. And I guess I'm determined and know that at some point that it's going to come to fruition, I guess. So I've never really had that problem, I guess. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there's probably one reason why you haven't had it happen to you yet. And the answer is because you have not done it full time yet. Mm. When you enter the full time realm and you don't have that job backing you up anymore and that paycheck coming in anymore, and you're now relying on your business full time and some bad things happen or, you know, mistakes are made or you're not making enough money or you get really stressed out over lots of different things. You might say to myself, man, why did I ever leave my good job? Maybe I should go back to my good job. Maybe I should go back to those easy, simple days where people just told me what to do. I got it done and I got paid for it instead of making myself work twice the hours for half the pay and, and, and pulling my hair out. So you know, maybe one of these days we'll revisit that question. <laughs> 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 All 
Uh, now, do you, um, do you manage people in your day-to-day operations as an entrepreneur? Do you manage anybody? No, it's just me. It's just you by yourself. So you're a, sol- you're a solopreneur. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of these days um, when you manage interns, employees, or other people, um, you may find that it's going to be very challenging. So um, my advice to you would be to continue doing as much as you possibly can on your own before you engage with other people, co-founders, employees, and whatnot, because then things are going to be even more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, now, all this being said, there are a lot of perks and advantages to being an entrepreneur and running your own business. What are some of yours? Well, um, I think one is the ability or the potential to make an uncapped income. Whereas when you're working a day job, there's only so much you can make. Even if you're commission based, there's probably a certain point. But I think as a business owner, there's generally the potential of unlimited income, depending on what you're doing, I suppose. And then I would say also the ability to travel and work from anywhere, set my own hours and be flexible and work from home and just all of those advantages. Those are great. <laughs> those, that sounds great. I mean, that's what every entrepreneur always dreams of. And that's what we strive for. Now you haven't gone into the full-time realm yet. So my question, my next question was going to be more about what was the most difficult thing you had to do when going full-time. So since you haven't done it yet, what's preventing you from going full-time? Like you said earlier, just the, I like having a steady paycheck and I like having, well, and, and where I work, we have free insurance. Like, so my entire family has free insurance, which, you know, most companies provide insurance at a discount rate or whatever, but I don't, it, I, the free insurance almost <laughs> overtakes like the income in a way. So I would say, um, yeah, just that fear, I guess, of, I've always been someone who's like, tries to play it pretty safe. Um, and so I guess just that fear of, I hate to tell you, <laughs> being an entrepreneur, there's nothing more than being fearless. You know, uh, people ask me how I've been able to do this for 15 years full time. And it's when you do lose that buffer, mm-hmm. when you lose that cushion, you fight so hard to get to where you want to go, that you reach those goals, no matter what it takes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter what it takes. And it doesn't matter how difficult it is and how impossible the goals seem. You're now spending 12 hours plus per day achieving those goals versus one or two hours per day achieving those goals. And that gives you that extra leverage or the extra advantage of, say, doing it part-time where you can only put so many hours in it. It's going to take you like 10 times longer to reach the goals. Whereas if you just cut the cord and say, you know what, I'm going to take a chance. And, and here's what I tell people, because a lot, of, a lot of people come to me saying they want to do this. They want to be an entrepreneur. They have a business idea, but they always say, I can't quit my job. It's just, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? And I always tell them the same thing over and over again is you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. And if you don't figure it out, if you fail, the worst case scenario is you'll go get a job. It's not like it's the end of the world, you know, uh, you tried it. And then if, if it works, you don't have to go get a job. Mm, mm-hmm. So like you got to, you got to try, right? You got to try at least once. And if you don't try at least once, you'll never know what's going to happen. So it sounds like the most difficult thing for you 
when starting a full-time business is losing your cushion, lo- losing your buffer. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and that's most people's number one reason, by the way. So mm-hmm. you're not alone. <laughs> now, you said you have a job. You said you have a family. You said you're an entrepreneur part-time. How do you balance everything? How do you balance your work and life schedule, your entrepreneurship? Yeah. So, and, and my job, so I work 40 hours a week, but then my job is like 42 miles away from where we live. So I spend an hour, well, total per day up to two to three hours in traffic. Wow. (laughs) So, you know, basically from the time I get up to the time I get home, it's probably 12 hours. Uh, And so that leaves me with about maybe five hours in the evenings and then at least one day on the weekend. (laughs) Uh, so, and I don't have any kids, so I guess I probably shouldn't have said family, should have just said husband, but I do have a dog though. Um, <laughs> he's like a kid. Uh, so I think if I had kids, it would be a lot more difficult because of their schedule. So I don't have to deal with that. And now my husband's working from home because of COVID and all that. And so, um, that makes things a little easier, I guess, but cause we've just been managing on one car. So him working from home, that helps. Um, So I guess balancing just, I'd say the biggest issue is he wants to spend time with me, but I want to get stuff done on my business and spend my evenings working on that. And he wants to like watch TV shows with me. And then we get all these TV shows backlogged and, uh, (laughs) don't watch that episode without me. Right. So it's, it's tough for you to balance it all. Again, it sounds like the job is taking up most of your, your time. And so, um, you know, it sounds like realistically what you need, it sounds like you need to work on one of your ideas that can generate revenue mm. so that you get to a point where you no longer need your job. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started out, by the way, uh, 15 years ago. One of my businesses just was doing just as good as my job was. And I cut the cord and then I just went full time and I didn't, I didn't look back. So you need to find something that makes you enough money that you can be comfortable. It might not be as much as you're making now, but I'll tell you this, if you can make even half as much as you're making now and then focus all your time on that and anything else, you'll, you'll keep succeeding because now you have all that time. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say definitely do that. And, um, I always want my entrepreneurs to give some final thoughts or words of wisdom to people listening in, in terms of, uh, you know, what you think they can do to, to start their first business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I recommend starting an online business, but you know, just because it's so much more affordable and less risky, I think there's not the overhead generally. Uh, Cause I run my businesses for under a hundred a month total. Um, so, I mean, a good place, I guess, would be to, to read my book, Frugalpreneur, or to listen to the podcast. Um, and actually, I have three books, and I give them away for free, uh, the PDF version, at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. Um, so there's one about frugalpreneurship where it, it kind of outlines the different types of online businesses and what you need to run them. And then I have authorpreneur and podcastpreneur. Um, so that might be a good place to start if someone isn't sure what direction they want to go. Awesome. And just some final words of inspiration or encouragement. So one thing I've recently learned is that I was spending so much time learning 
but not enough time implementing. Like I would spend hours reading, listening to podcasts, doing courses, all this stuff. And I think that's definitely important to do all the time. And especially when you're first learning, but at a certain point, if all you're doing is learning and not implementing, that's kind of pointless. So, um, so now I try for every hour I spend learning, I spend another hour implementing what I learned. So awesome. You know, it's funny. That's, uh, that's the exact methodology behind my book and my course is mine force you to create something while you're reading or while you're doing the course. Like my, my whole thing is you have to be doing what I'm telling you to do in the book or the course while you're reading it or while you're doing it, because if not, then you're wasting your time. So mm. that's actually how I built my, my system is you have to do it while you listen or while you read or while you watch, you have to do a build, build a company. And then by the time you're done, you did it. Wow. So that, that's kind of how I did mine. So that's cool that you mentioned that. Thanks for coming on to my podcast. I appreciate all your insight and all your information that you gave entrepreneurs in the world and uh, stay safe out there. Thank you. And you too. I appreciate it. I hope you learned something in today's episode. If you did, please share it with your friends. If you have a business idea you'd like to pitch to me, you can do so on my website, jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. I really do appreciate your support if you decide to donate via PayPal, and I hope you tune into my next episode.